Welcome back to Virch Studios. It's our pleasure to welcome you into the uh, production studio for another episode of Pardon Our Promotion. I'm Scott, and this is Lindsay. Lindsay, replace Bob today. Yeah, Bob's looking a little different. Yeah, Bob is looking a little different. Today we're gonna talk about wireless cameras, um, and specifically we're gonna talk about their operators, what they mean to the show, um, how best to utilize wireless camera operators, and uh, kind of the uh, best practices um, and uh, secrets of the trade. Um, it's no secret that wireless camera operators are one of the most important parts of the show, right, Lindsay? Yeah, very important. So uh, to help us do this, um, we're gonna bring on uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Scooter, out of Charleston, West Virginia. Scooter, how are you today? Pretty good, how about yourself? Doing well, thank you. And you actually worked with Lindsay, right? Yes, yes. I was uh, following and chasing Lindsay around the ballpark for the last year. <laughs> for last two years, actually. Yeah. So, um, Scooter, I want you to help walk us through this a little bit. Um, when uh, you know, when you're, we're talking about game day, um, and we're going to start from the beginning. What's uh, we're going to talk about right when you get there, when you're reviewing the script, and, and maybe there's stuff you even do before this, but what's what are you looking for in the script? What's the first thing you're doing when you're getting to the ballpark? Uh, the first thing that I want to do is I want to get the script. I want to see what we have going on for the night. Um, have an idea as far as the pre-game ceremonies, uh, what is going to be taking place down on the field that I'm going to have to be filming. Um, then, of course, the between-inning promotions, uh, making sure I know as far as what side of the field I have to be on as far as for that. Um, you know, and then I'm also thinking about when I'm on the first base side, third base side, you know, where is going to be good areas for me to catch shots of the in-game play, um, as well as being aware of my environment around me with the fans and looking for opportunities. Got it, got it. Now, I witnessed you guys in action a couple of times this year, and one of the things that I noticed, Scooter, is you have like a little cheat sheet on your arm. You wanna to talk to me about that a little bit? What do you put on there and, and what kind of notes do you have for yourself? Yeah, basically it's kind of a, a football quarterback um, uh, playbook that I wear on my left wrist. And I just basically have each one of the innings or the half innings on there as to what promotion we're going to be doing. So it makes it easy as I have the camera on my shoulder. All I have to do is just kind of glance up at my wrist. And I know that after this shot, I need to go over to the third base side as far as for, say, the dash across the field. You know, it's just something that's easy for me. It's a quick reference. I know where I have to be. I know. Uh, what's coming up next, I can also be prepared as far as on the shot. So like when we finish up our half inning promotion, as soon as we're done with that, then I'm moving into my next position. Okay. And with the position, I'm ready as far as for the shots. And then I'm there early enough that I can be catching some of the in-game play. Right on. Now, is that something, Lindsay, that you created for Scooter, or is that something that he kind of just did on his own? Yeah, I mean, that's something that Scooter came up with on his, like, completely on his own. He would take the game script, you know, that that I produced, and then he would just write down it for himself, and then he also shared it amongst the other camera operators. Sure, well. sure, right on. 
Um, so you mentioned shots and, you know, making sure that you're in the right position for shots. But let's talk a little bit about um, how you set up the shots, the positioning, the framing, um, you know, what, when, you know, when you're shooting an on-field host, obviously it's going to be different than when you're shooting crowd shots. So talk to me a little bit about the best practices when you're filming, you know, a single person on the field, uh, as opposed to maybe taking a crowd shot of that sort for uh, a fan cam or anything like that. Well, when you're doing the um, on-field shot of the single person, say the, the singer for the national anthem, you want to be aware of the background behind the singer. You know, you want to make sure that you've got something that is framed up good, that not only do you have the singer in front of you, but then what's behind them. Uh, a lot of times what we did at our ballpark is we'd make sure we had the flags in behind the singer. Um, the other thing you want to watch is your lighting. You know, you don't want to have the sun behind the person that you're filming on camera. You want the sun behind you. Um, you know, it could be a little awkward at times as far as, you know, you might have to move them a little bit so that the sunlight's not directly in their eyes and they're squinting at you. But you don't want to be facing your camera directly into the sunlight to where it's going to wash over and you're not going to be able to see the person's face. Um, when it comes to as far as out in the audience, I mean, that one there, again, like I said, you're, you're looking for your shots. You're kind of aware of your environment. Um, children, you know, if you've got children that's close to you, you just kind of, kind of keep in mind that they're going to do some antics during the game. Um, we had a promotion, uh, Pets in the Park, on Friday nights. So a lot of times when the, um, the fans were bringing in their dogs, parrots, what have you, uh, you're watching for them and you're looking for the shot as far as um, as the dogs interacting with the other fans in the park. Um, a lot of times it's also good to catch them. You know, there were several times when we had one year we were doing the belly cam. So, you know, the fan would hold up the dog and was sitting there rubbing their belly, you know, and people <laughs> just, that was just the cutest thing. So That's funny. So you mentioned parrots did i hear that correctly you have you had people that brought in pet parrots yes we've had parrots we've had uh, i think we actually if i remember right we had some snakes that mm -hmm. people have brought in i mean it it was just all out you know pets were welcome that's awesome yeah. that's crazy a lot of teams do like bark in the park so you can bring your dog um, and then they just kind of leave it at that but for us we we really encouraged people to bring all different types of animals. So like we had cats like on leashes, like as long as they were well-trained and, you know, on a leash or in a cage, bunnies, yeah. iguanas wow. on the people's shoulders, like would have birds and iguanas and stuff. So that's crazy. So Scooter, as you kind of make your way through this game or through any given game, um, you know, we're go you're going from shot to shot. Are you stopping in between? Are you looking for certain things? Are you trying to catch some crowd shots? If so, what are you looking for specifically? And, um, you know, are you doing any kind of setup with the fans uh, that you're shooting also? Yeah, when you're the mobile camera person, I mean, it was something that I learned real quick that, you know, you, the, the people relate to you. They they come up to you, they want you, like, you know, hey, put me up on the screen. You know, they, they want that, that moment of fame to see themselves out there as far as on the outfield screen. Um, you know, so a lot of times, especially with the children, the children would come up be like, hey, I wanna get on camera, what can I do to get on camera? And it's like, 
I would look at that playbook that we mentioned earlier that had on my wrist, and I would sit there and say, hey, look, you know, coming up in the middle of the fifth, I've got a dance cam. You know, you want to dance on camera? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll dance, we'll dance. I'm like, well, if I'm not here, then just look for me. You'll see me in the park, and I'll put you up on the screen. Um, a lot of times, as far as when we have the uh, between-inning promotions, like if I knew that we're having a kiss cam or if we're going to have a flex cam, you know, I'm up on top of one of the dugouts, either the home dugout or the visitor dugout. And as I'm standing up there, the folks, the fans already know that something's going to happen. So I'll automatically start sitting there saying, hey, you want to do the fan cam? Hey, you want, how about you? You know, you want to show your love as far as to your to your mate, to everybody in the world? Well, let me get you on the kiss cam up <laughs> on the screen. You know? And, you know, of course, you get the, the people that are shy. But then once you put that camera on them, yeah, they 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 give in. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, so are you always shooting, um, during gameplay, are you always shooting, um, uh, fans or, you know, as a wireless camera operator, are you shooting actual gameplay also? Oh, I'm also doing the gameplay, the gameplay okay. during the game. Um, you know, working with the director, uh, I, I like talking to the director, letting them know where I'm going, uh, what shots I'm going to be shooting for so that they're aware that, you know, hey, you know, Scooter's getting in place that he's going to be behind home plate and he's going to catch a shot of from the batter straight up to the pitching mound and possibly even catching if there's a runner on second, you know, it'll be on that one shot. But, you know, communication with the director and the producer is very essential um, as far as where you're at and what you're doing and what shots you're going for. because. You know, like I said, when you're walking around the park and you're mobile like that, there's so many opportunities that you have. And a lot of times, you know, you just got to stop. And as I said before, you got to be aware of your environment. Um, so many times, you know, there's parents on the picnic tables with their kids. And as the kids are eating and all of a sudden, you know, they look at you and you look at them and you put that camera up and they just start grinning. And, you know, you just don't know what kind of antics can come about. But the gameplay while the game is going, um, you know, it's essential. Like the director will work with me as far as, hey, I want you on pickoff shots, uh, you know, stay on first, stay on third. Um, he'll switch back and forth for the production. You know, when we've got a three camera system that he'll have the first base camera on the, uh, on the hitter and he might have me going back and forth between the pitcher and the lead runner. So, you know, the communication is definitely very key on that. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, getting your shots ready as far as making sure you have a good picture. You know, are there things that we should check on the camera specifically, whether it's uh, iris and maybe tell us what the iris is and, um, you know, the white balance or anything like that to make sure that we have the best shots? Well, uh, you started out asking about pregame and what I do beforehand. Uh, when I get to the ballpark, of course, you know, the first thing I'm doing is getting my script to see what we have going on for the night. Mm -hmm. um, once I have that and I get my wrist uh, cheat sheet more or less prepared, then I start getting the camera set up. Um, with our ballpark, we work with Teradex. So I'll set up the cameras and I'll let the camera with the transmitter sit in front of the antenna for about 15 minutes so it gets a solid signal. Uh, I check my white balance at that point in time as far as to make sure it's set. 
I typically run my camera on full auto as far as auto on focus, auto on iris. Now, at times I do have to go manual depending on the lighting in the ballpark. Because as you know, in the afternoon, evening, you get that strange one hour time period in which you've got, you know, the sun's going down, the lights are starting to come up and it's just kind of a, it, it can have a dark effect as far as on your camera. So sometimes you might have to go off of auto to the manual iris. So, you know, mobile camera operator has to understand his camera, has to know how to switch back and forth. Um, same thing with the HD filter. You know, we've got on the weekends, you know, if we have an early game or if we have a double header and the sun's out strong, you know, I always have my HD filter on full blast. And as I start seeing the sun come down, I start clicking down on my HD filter, mm. you know, and I'll, and I'll touch base with the director and the producer and verify, you know, how's my iris? You know, do I need to go yeah. up and I need to go down? How's my filter? Yeah, nice. And I'm going to go back to shots for a little bit. So I see a lot of camera operators holding the camera, you know, sometimes uh, on the ground or, or, you know, below their knees, keeping it low. And, you know, you've talked a lot about pulling the camera up. Is there a, is there a rule of thumb there? Or is there, you know, is it just two different shot looks? And, you know, if so, you know, what's the benefit of a lower shot and do you use lower shots at all? Yeah, it's kind of funny you should mention that. About halfway through this past season, when I was out on the field with the uh, national anthem singer, um, I started sitting there because sometimes what you got to look also, I'm, I'm six foot two. So, you know, a lot of my shots are kind of looking down at a lot of people or maybe straight on. Um, there was times as far as if I had someone that was, you know, my wife's five foot, so I sometimes tell you that she's vertically challenged, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, uh, halfway through the season, I started going down on one knee and mm -hmm. looking up at the singer and still capturing the flags in the background only because if I was standing up, I couldn't get that shot. And with going down low, I was able to zoom in closer to her, which to me was a much better shot as it's in close than having it zoomed out. So, um, you know, going with a high look, a lower look, to me, I like the fact of just switching it up and giving the viewer something different to see. Nice, nice. Uh, it's good information. Lindsay, what do you what do you have to add? Do you have any uh, questions for Scooter while we got him here? Yeah, so we talk about angles and shots. Um, Scooter, I, I know personally from working with you that you were very good at lining up the shot and getting that the perfect shot. Um, I think as a producer, the cool thing about having a wireless camera operator is that it looks like you have way more cameras than you actually do. Mm -hmm. um, like Scooter said, we were working with three, we were working with the three camera system um, operator wise, and then we had the, the fourth um, in the outfield. But Scooter, you would always get those really cool shots where like the main focus would be, you know, maybe on the batter. Um, but if we had a runner on third, then you would kind of like get them in the background. Um, Walk us through like how you plan those out, um, what you look for when you're looking for those shots and just a little bit more about those shots. With those shots, what you really need to do first is you need to get around your ballpark. 
you know, I know our ballpark is different from Lexington or different from High Point. So, you know, the, the accessibility might be a little bit different. I mean, it's just like with our park as well. If we had a really busy night, there was some shots that I wasn't able to get that I would get on other nights. Um, you know, you've got to be aware of the game. You know, when you're taking video or you're shooting as far as the players on the field, you have to be aware, like, when I am on the first base side, I have my camera on the shoulder and, you know, I, I'm actually using both of my eyes as far as with what I'm doing. I might be on the first base side and I've got my camera on the pitcher, but my left eye, I'm watching the batter. So, you know, as I've got the, the frame on the pitcher and as he's pitching, I'm also kind of making sure I'm watching what the batter is doing and how he hits the ball. And if he hits, you know, a ground ball or if he hits something hard, I've already seen it and I know that I'm going to move to the left and catch that runner coming up the first base line and then following him around first base to second. You know, if it's a home run, I'm already in position that I can follow that runner all the way around all the bases into home plate and catch him coming into home. Oh yeah, that's that's genius. Good insight too. It sounds like I mean, it sounds like you put on a lot of steps during the game. Would that be the case? A lot of miles, a lot of mileage on those feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, many times I wanted to have a meeting with Lindsay and sit there and say, "Okay, you've got me on first base on this half inning, <laughs> over to third base on the next half inning, and back over the first base on the next half inning." And a couple times when. She actually had to do the, the, the go back and forth from first to third. She's kind of like, woo. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I feel you. I know you're coming from. So. Yeah, most of the time I was right there with you, though. So if I was writing yes, it that way and I was putting you in that position, I also had to be running those steps, too. And there were some <laughs> some games where I would look at him and be like, Scooter, I don't know why I wrote that script like that. I should have thought that through a little bit more. But, but you said something um, earlier. Uh, that I wanted to touch on. You mentioned sometimes you couldn't get specific shots if there was a smaller crowd. Um, I know the answer to this. Scott knows the answer to this, I think. Um, but I want to I want to know why why that is. Why does it depend on um, the crowd? Well, you know, the crowd, when you're trying to get your shots, you know, you have to move through the crowd. You've got to, you know, move your feet. You've got to, um, look for those shots. Um, you know, a lot of times when I might be able to be down low on the field for my shots, if we've got a lot of fans in the stands, I can't be in that area so much. So then I have to kind of rethink and really use my camera and my zoom. And, you know, like one of the things that I do as far as for the stationary camera, you know, I've, I've, my camera is like 17, 18 pounds. It's on my shoulder and i'll utilize my environment to steady my shot you know if i am up at the top part of the stairs in a section i'm going to use the the fencing i'm going to use a pole to steady my arm i use my left hand holding the front of my camera while my right hand is operating the focus the zoom um so that I've got both hands on the camera and I'm leaned up against 
something with my shoulder to steady my shot because I'm zooming all the way in to get a really good close-up shot of the batter or the runner on first or the pitcher. And depending on what side of the field I'm at, you know, if I'm over on the third base side, you know, what I was saying earlier about using both of my eyes to watch the action. Well, if I'm on the third base side and I'm focused down on a runner on third, I can't see what's going on at home plate. I can't see if a ball's going to be hit right mm -hmm. towards me and smack me. So, you know, I'm still using that left eye to watch the players on the field and what their reaction is when the ball is hit. But, you know, depending on the fans in the stands and having to work around those fans, because I, I certainly do not want to be in front of a fan. I don't want it. They've, they've paid to be at the game. They're there to watch the game. There's mm -hmm. a lot of fans that are, you know, dedicated fans. And I don't want to impede on that if I'm, you know, moving mobile through the crowd. I always stay in an area to where I'm not right in front of somebody blocking their view because I don't need somebody yelling behind me, hey, sit down, hey, get out of the way, you know. I mean, so it's a thing as far as that you have to know where to be at. You're watching the action on the field, and you need to know where – you need to be with your camera to capture that action. Um, earlier, you had touched base about the fact of lining up my shot. You know, I, as I was walking or working around the park looking for different shots, you know, I come up with the fact that, you know, if we've got, if our home team's at bat and we've got a runner on third, you know, my director and I, as we're talking back and forth on Unity, you know, it's a thing as far as that I was able to go right down there behind, like right by home plate, looking up the third base line at the runner at the third. And then also I can zoom back out and capture the batter that's up warming up the next batter. So, I mean, it's an amazing shot to sit there yeah. and get all three in yeah. one frame. Mm -hmm. That was, that's my favorite shot or my favorite placement that you do was right there behind home plate where you were able to get up close and personal with all of those different players down on the field. Um, and then another another aspect to it that I think a lot of the times as the on-field host, you were constantly reminding me um, placement to stand as far as not catching empty seats in the background um, too on those slower nights and, and just kind of getting the right shot to where it kind of made the ballpark seem a little more full on the nights whenever you have less fans. Yeah, it's a thing as far as that when you had that single person in front of you, again, being aware of what's in the background. Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, there's the big craze of everybody photobombing. And of course, you know, anybody that comes in there that, you know, they want to make some kind of an antic behind somebody that's on camera. But if you've got the single person in front of you, you want to be aware of what's behind you. So. If we were on a weeknight that it was a slow night, you know, yeah, I would kind of have to try to motion to you, you know, move right, move right, move right. And I was moving left so that I would capture you with, you know, say the scoreboard behind you or the outfield behind you more so than looking down at the bottom of the third baseline. And there was only three or four people sitting down there at the bottom. Um, perception is everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're in the, the, the camera and you're in the as the mobile camera you know you have to be not just focused on what's directly in front of you 
but everything that's around you, everything that's around the person that you have in frame in front of you. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that really helps me when I'm filming or shooting as far as the infield play. You know, it, it's a thing as far as that, you know, I'm not just going to focus on who's at first. I'm going to focus and I'm going to position myself to capture first base, the pitcher, and if there's a runner on third, all the way across field. You know, and yeah. you, you can zoom in on the first base runner. You could zoom in on the pitcher. You can zoom in on the third base. And going back to the point you made earlier, it looks like we've got three different cameras there that one camera is doing that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I think I've got time for one more question, Scooter. Um, what's the what's the most important piece of equipment a wireless camera operator has? The most important part, probably his feet. <laughs> True, yeah. Have to get around the ballpark and capture the shots. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we talked all day or this entire episode about moving around and, and making sure you're lined up properly. So that's that's true. Definitely. Um, any more questions for Scooter, Lindsay? No, I don't. No? I don't think so. I think you answered them all. Scooter, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for uh, sharing some words of wisdom and best practices. I'm sure we'll see you again pretty soon here. No problem. Anytime, guys. Just give me a call. Thanks, Scooter. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, guys. And thank you guys for taking uh, the time to watch today's episode. Uh, As always, if you have questions, please send them in. Um, But for now, it's all about your fans. We'll see you guys later.